Thank the Lord for His, His Word. Psalm 34, 17 through 19. Let's read that together. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth, saveth such as are be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. What a wonderful promise. Amen. What a wonderful passage. We not, may not feel like we're delivered. You know, Lord, I need to be delivered. Get me out of this. He's going to. He's going to. Amen. It's a promise from the Lord. But we're, I want to talk this morning that the Lord is the deliverer and he is our deliverer. Amen. There's no one who can deliver like the Lord. And that word deliver means to rescue, to pluck out. If we have so many Bible examples, we could just pick a page in the Bible practically and find them. But there's no one that can rescue or save or deliver like our God. When the three Hebrew boys refused to bow, seems like we've been talking about them a lot lately. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they refused to bow. They would rather die than be untrue to their God. Nebuchadnezzar looks in the fire and says, spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Blessed be their God, who has sent an angel and done what delivered his servants that trusted in him. He goes on to say, because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. And I would say amen with Nebuchadnezzar, even though at this time of his life he didn't follow the Lord or serve the Lord at all. He would go right back to his idolatry after this event with the three Hebrew boys. But he does speak the truth right here. He said he sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him. And he says there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. And he is right. There is no other God that can deliver like our God. And so we're doing a series on we started last week, and it'll probably uh, be today, and then probably finish next week. But a series on being delivered. Not deliverance per se, like delivered from demons and so forth, but delivered. Being delivered. We talked last week about being delivered by men. Now there's a different net definition for that, where men will deliver you over. That means they'll basically just hand you over. They'll give you up. Say, I got nothing to do with him. You take him. Okay? And they, wicked men will deliver the righteous. The Bible says that. The wicked will de deliver the righteous. Jesus said, be, but take heed, uh, beware of men, he said, for they will deliver you over to councils and to the synagogue to be scourged. Beware of men, they will deliver you. The wicked men will deliver the righteous for their own benefit, profit, to save their own necks, whatever the case may be. But even in that, the Lord allows it if we're trusting in the Lord. And we used Joseph for our example, one of our examples last week. And I'll just read this from Acts chapter 7 when Stephen's preaching. He says, The patriarchs moved with envy, sold Joseph into Egypt. But God was with him, with him and delivered him out of all his afflictions. And gave him favor and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. Okay, so the brothers of Joseph sold him for 20 pieces of silver. We said they had no compassion. They sat down after they threw him in the pit first and wanted to kill him. They threw him in a pit and they sat down and ate a sandwich. 
It didn't bother them at all. The wicked will deliver the righteous. But God had it all. God allowed that. He didn't excuse their wickedness. But He knew they would do it and He allowed it for His holy purposes that Joseph would be a preserver of life and a preserver and a type of Christ as well for Israel. And so the wicked will deliver us over. Now, today we're talking about being delivered by God. In other words, where God saves and rescues. He doesn't hand us over okay, to the wicked to do with us as they will. Uh, there's that song that we sing, King Forevermore. It's one of my favorites. I, I love it. One of the, the verses in it says, Mighty God in mortal flesh, forsaken by a traitor's kiss. That's being turned over by men. Okay? Forsaken by a traitor's kiss. The curse of sin in centuries did pierce the lowly Prince of Peace. Oh, lifted high the sinless man, crucified the spotless lamb, buried by the sons of man, rescued by the Father's hand. Hallelujah. That's the God we serve. Men will turn us over. God will rescue us. Amen. Men will turn us over and he will allow it. Oftentimes, the wicked will deliver over the right, over the righteous, unto death, under prison, to be scourged. But we're still in God's hands. We need to trust God. Buried. There's no greater example than the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. Taken and uh, turned over by wicked and sinful men when Pilate was determined to let Him go. And yet the Lord raised Him from the dead. Amen? And then uh, thirdly, next week we're going to talk about the saints being delivered. The saints of God. And this is a little unusual. But the saints of God being delivered over by God unto death for the glory of God. Specifically, the saints of God that are people of God who are turned over by the Lord that in the end it's going to redound to the glory of God. He might turn us over to poverty. He might turn us over to a sickness. He might turn us over to uh, uh, living under a communist regime or a Muslim regime and we have to live under that. He turned us over but He never leaves us. He doesn't turn us over to the point of forsaking us. He turns us over to that His holy life might and power might be manifest through these mortal bodies. And we're going to end with that next week. But today we're talking about the Lord being our Deliverer. The, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in His love. He will joy over thee with singing. Zephaniah says. And so time and time again, the Lord delivers His children. Like I said, you could practically pick almost probably any page of the Bible, especially in the Old Testament. Pick a Bible character. Pick up uh, an account and see the Lord's deliverance. Time and time and time again, the Lord delivers His children. He delivers His children, that's you and me as well in this day, from the snares of the fowler. He delivers us from the hand of the enemy. He delivers us from wicked men who have wicked intentions. He delivers us from death. He delivers us from the grave. He delivers us from sin and its power. He delivers us from the curse of sin. He delivers us from stronghold in our strongholds in our lives. Has He delivered you from some stronghold in your life and you're set free from it? He has me. I know He does. He delivers us from poverty. He delivers us from sickness. He delivers us from waywardness. He delivers us from laziness. He delivers us from backslidings. He delivers us from hopelessness. He delivers us from despair. He delivers us from circumstances 
He delivers us from opposition and enemies that are too great for us. And if He didn't come, and He didn't come in the nick of time, those circumstances and oppositions and adversaries would overwhelm us. But we're not overwhelmed. We're still here sitting today in our clothing in our right mind. Amen. And praising God and worshiping the Lord. We feel like we've been not going to make it another breath, but He does deliver us. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered him them out of them all. Every one of them. So whatever affliction you're in right now, this is not a pity party. It is a reality party and a reality check in the Word of God. Whatever affliction you are in, and you might be in great afflictions, whatever afflictions you or I are in at the moment, our God will deliver us out of them. You are not going to stay there forever. That's not your resting place. Christ is your resting place. The new Jerusalem will one day be your resting place. We have a promise that in the millennium, which is right after the tribulation, which is closer than we think, that we're going to reign and rule with Christ in that thousand year period. And then it says the saints of God will reign with Him forever. So this too is going to pass. Whatever you're in, whatever affliction you're in, the Lord will deliver you out. And He'll deliver me out. It's a wonderful scripture. If you want to turn there, turn with me to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 10. Let's read that together. Speaking about the Lord Jesus Christ, Paul says, Who delivered us, he includes himself and the church at Corinth, who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver, in whom we trust that He will yet deliver us. We'll just stop right there. It says, Who delivered us from so great a death, as past tense, the Lord rescued us from death and hell and the grave and sin, and He does deliver, that's ongoing, that's current, that's presently, that's today, okay? That's daily, through this life as we journey, and in whom we trust, that's an important word there. Talked about in Sunday school. Faith of a grain of mustard seed. In whom we trust that He will yet deliver us. You know, it's, it's one thing to read the accounts in the Bible. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Like the Lord parting the Red Sea. And we say that's amazing. We believe it. We believe the whole bit. Pharaoh's army was drowned in the sea and the children of Israel made it on dry ground. They got on the other side and they looked back and they praised the Lord and Miriam played her tambourine and they all worshiped the Lord and praised God, which was wonderful. We believe all of it, but we don't seem to believe Him in our day to be that God for us. And He is. I am the Lord God. I change not. He doesn't change he still does yet deliver, and we're going to trust Him to deliver in the future. Put yourself in Christ's hands. Amen? Put your trust in the Lord. Believe in Him. Don't believe in governments. Don't believe in reports that you've heard in the news. I think this is going to happen by August. This will happen by January. This will happen. You know, put your trust in Christ. God wants to turn a government around. He'll do it. I can tell you what He wants. It. He wants to turn a country around. He wants to turn a nation around. And then righteous government would be a fruit of that. It would be a blessing. A cherry on the top. Amen? But He wants to turn men to Christ. That's what He wants. Jesus didn't come to give us good government. He came to just that the bad men may be made good. That lost men may be saved. That sinners may be born again and welcomed into the kingdom of heaven. That He would reign through His people on this earth. Amen? 
I want to read one scripture here. Now this, I'll just turn to it myself. This is Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat was a wonderful, godly king of Judah. Okay, there weren't a whole lot. He was one of the best, I guess you would say, in the sense that he trusted the Lord. All had, all, even the good kings had their flaws. See with David, we see with Hezekiah, some of my favorites and some of the best. But even they had their flaws. Only Christ was flawless and sinless. But he did trust the Lord. And it says they rose early in the morning and the, and the Ammonites and the Moabites were coming against them like a flood of people. And Je- Jehoshaphat's been busy restoring, like Hezekiah, restoring the temple worship, destroying the, the altars of Baal, establishing the priest, Levitical priesthood back, turning to God. He rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And he had already had the promise of God that he was going to be okay. That God was going to deliver them. And, he, and they went forth. Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe in His prophets, so shall you prosper. And, and I just believe that's a word for us as well this morning. Believe that He is your deliverer. Believe that if you walk in His ways and trust Him and stand firm, everything's shaking around us, that you're going to be okay, that God's going to prosper you. God's going to take care of you. God is going to protect you. God's going to cause you to overcome because He's an overcomer because He is, uh, He's made us overcomers and He's the deliverer. Amen? He is going to deliver us. I, even I, am the Lord and beside me there is no Savior. The Lord says in Isaiah 43, I, even I, am the Lord and beside me there is no Savior. Don't look to anyone else. Don't look to anything else. Look to the Lord Jesus Christ and trust Him. Amen? Serve the Lord and, and serve the Lord with confidence and serve the Lord with joy in the midst of this day in which we're living. Serve the Lord with godly fear and reverence. Walk in His commandments. We don't hear this all the time. It sounds so ABC of Christianity, so basic, and it is. But we don't hear it a lot in the church world today. People are chasing after every little thing and leaving their foundations behind and the fundamentals behind. And there's no true faith in the true living God. When the Son of Man returns, will He find faith on the earth? It's a good question. He'll find the faithful that are faithful to God. He'll find them and He's going to rapture us and take us out of here. But uh, love the Lord. Walk in His ways. Keep His commandments. Worship the Lord. Proclaim His goodness. Proclaim His holiness. Proclaim His power to save and to deliver. Chris just testified of it during the music. Chris Wilcox about uh, not a specific, but the being set free by the Lord. Proclaim that. Proclaim that. Tell others. Testify to men of our God's power to save. And that He can save them as well and deliver them. I just wrote down a bunch of scriptures. I'm going to just read four or five scriptures just real quickly if you'll listen. All these are from the Psalms. The last one is from Romans. David says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. Psalm 4017, But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh upon me. Thou art my help and my deliverer. Make no tearing, O my God. So he was in a position of need and desperation. He trusted in God to deliver him, but he hadn't been delivered of whatever this situation was at that moment. Make no tearing, God. I'm trusting you to deliver me. Deliver me. You're my deliverer. But I am, uh, 
I am poor and needy. I just read that. Um, my goodness, my fortress, my high tower, my deliverer, my shield, in whom I trust, who subdueth my people under me. Romans 11 says, so, And so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written. There shall come out of Zion the, with a capital D, deliverer. Even Israel, I know we're not Israel, but don't think God's through with Israel, by the way. He's the deliverer of Israel. Shall come out of Zion, the deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant unto them, when I shall take away their sins. And so we could go scripture after scripture and read it and look at it about the Lord being our deliverer. But the Lord has delivered us, y'all, from the strongest enemy of all. The strongest enemy of all is our own sin and the consequences and what comes with it. Sin and its power. There's a power to sin. It's not just a bad thing we do and I messed up. It's not just that God's going to punish us for that. It is there's a power to sin and there's a stronghold to sin. There's a deceitfulness of sin and a hold. You think at any time I want, like Samson, uh, I'll just shake my, I'll wake up and shake myself of the Philistines any time I choose. And he didn't. And he couldn't. He didn't know that the Lord had left him. You can't do it without the Lord. He's the deliverer. Samson said, I've beaten so many Philistines, I snap them like twigs. They're nothing. They, they don't bother me at all. But he had drifted from the Lord. More than drifted. He had turned from the Lord and did not know that God's Holy Spirit had departed from him. That was his strength and the spirit of the living God and walking with the Lord and trusting with God, trusting in the Lord. And so now he says, I'll just shake myself of these Philistines that they represent the world and represent sin. He says, I'll just shake myself like I did before. They took him and they bound him and they put his eyes out. And they made fun of him and mocked him. They made him like the entertainment, charged money, probably in the, in the, in the temple of Dagon. To come watch him. Uh, we, we can't deliver ourselves, y'all. The Lord delivered us. Sin has a power and sin has a stronghold. And that is the greatest deliverance that we've ever had and we ever could have. If he didn't do anything else for us, he delivered us from that. If he didn't deliver us from a sickness or from wicked governments and so, so forth, he, did, did, he has delivered us from the power of sin and that is an eternal deliverance with eternal consequences and so forth. And the Bible says the last enemy to be destroyed, it's going to be destroyed by our Lord and delivered, by the way, is death. And I, I just wanted to read these. I, I know I'm kind of all over the place this morning, but I'm talking about the Lord being our deliverer and what He's done for us. I want to read this from Revelation 20. And death and hell were cast alive into the lake of fire. Did you hear that? Death and hell. That's our last enemy that's going to be destroyed. We can't deliver ourselves from that. We just read in 1 Corinthians uh, that God delivered us. 2 Corinthians 1, God delivered us from so great a death. Death and hell at the end of the age, end of the millennium, will be, were cast alive into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Chapter 21, the Lord says, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death. These are for those that have trusted in Christ. These are for the Old Testament saints and those New Testament saints washed in the blood. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. Hallelujah. I say, what a deliverer. For the former things are passed away. 
This is our deliverer. This is the deliverance that we have in Christ. And so Jesus and Jesus alone can do this. There's no one else that can deliver like Nebuchadnezzar said after this sort. He has the power to deliver. He has the authority to deliver. He has the willingness to deliver us. Whosoever will come. Your family members, your friends, the people that are worst of the worst that you know that think they would never get saved. God loves them. God has the power to deliver them. God has the willingness to deliver whosoever will come to Him by faith and whoever will repent from their sin and repent unto God. No one can deliver themselves, but Christ can deliver all who believe. I know it's such a simple truth, but I was thinking about the things that men trust in. Wealth can't deliver a man. Wealth and money and and riches cannot deliver a man from sin and death. When that time comes, riches profit not in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivereth from death. Many are trusting in their riches, but it's only the righteousness of Christ that's imputed to us by faith. Our own goodness, what we think is goodness and righteousness, can't deliver us in the day of wrath. We can't stand before the Lord and say, well, God, I've done all these wonderful things. I'm much better than this guy over here and I gave to this and I helped a poor person here and I did all these things. But the Lord says that our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. That's actually, I looked that up and one of the the things that filthy rags were used for and that's the comparison of our righteousness is, is to bandage up wounds or bandage up a leper. I mean, we've never really seen a lot of leprosy, but even in the movies, you know, you've seen... Uh, watching the, uh, you know, Ben Hur or something like that, and you see these people with leprosy and the rags that are wrapped around their flesh is literally rotting and falling off. And they would change those rags and throw them away. Can you imagine those rags? They were taken off of people with dying flesh and put out, and they put new ones on. Our righteousness is like that. Our righteousness is like that. We can't deliver ourselves. It has to be the Lord, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he has saved us. The Bible says, I also say this being religious, deciding to be spiritual, seek after spiritual things and getting into mysticism, or whatever it may be. That's not going to deliver us in the day of wrath. The Lord's going to deliver us. Amen. If we give our life to him, being open minded and tolerant of all and all other beliefs is not going to deliver us. Trying to be nicer to people, trusting in other men, these things will not deliver us. Only the deliverer will deliver us in the day of wrath. And he will deliver us. Amen. The Bible says, give us help from trouble for vain is the help of man. So trusting in others. I'm going to trust in my grandma. She's really nice. I'm going to trust in my parents. I'm going to trust in my friends. It's not going to deliver in the day of wrath. Only the Savior can save us. Amen? And only the Deliverer can deliver us from the power of sin. The Bible says, Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, for He hath done marvelous things. His right hand and His holy arm hath gotten Him the victory. I hear a lot about He. He and Him. Right? His right hand, His holy arm has gotten Him the victory. So if you're saved from sin, it's because His right hand and His right arm arm has gotten Him the victory and given it to you. 
He's got the victory over sin. When he died on the cross and said it's finished, death couldn't hold him. Death couldn't keep him. It was not possible that he should be holding of it. He's the sinless, spotless Lamb of God, and he has given us that victory. And he has given us that righteousness over sin and the hell, hell and the grave. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1. Let's read verses 12 through 14. Colossians 1:12. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. He's done that. And hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. It says in Galatians 1, Paul says, Grace be unto you from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God the Father. He is the deliverer. Amen. He is the one that we trust and the Lord wants us to trust in. Not only does the Lord deliver us, but he one time, like for salvation, for eternal Salvation, He does that. But He delivers us daily. Y'all, the Lord keeps us. The Lord delivers us daily out of so many things. It's, he keeps us and He keeps us on the path that we should go and brings us all the way to His heavenly home that He has for us. He's delivering us daily from temptations, from trials, from all kinds of of things that are trying to attack your faith and, and take you away from the Lord. And it says in Second uh, Peter chapter 2, I'll just read this quickly. This is, this is the, uh, Paul, uh, Peter talking about Lot. And it talks about in Second Peter 2, 7 through 9, and delivered, the Lord delivered just a righteous Lot vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. When the Lord rained down fire and brimstone on Sodom and on Gomorrah, He got His man out. He got His man out. Even though He was compromising, He was His man. For that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed His righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to what? Deliver the Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations, not only for eternal salvation, but He knows how to deliver the godly that are godly and already robed in the righteousness of Christ out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. What am I saying? I'm saying we can trust in the Lord. He's wanting to teach us that. We need to look to Him. We need to trust Him to be our deliverer. God gets you and me as His children, He gets us out of circumstances that are not of God. He gets us out of troubling circumstances. He gets us out of relationships that are not honoring to the Lord and friends that would drag us down and take us away from Christ. He gets us out of certain jobs that He doesn't want us to have. He gets us out of certain habits that we have that are not of the Lord. He gets us out of strongholds. He gets us out of fear. He gets us out of certain mindsets that we have. He gets us out of the snares of the devil. He does it all the time. Not only did He just save me, but He knows how to deliver me from temptation all along the way. 
every step of, of this journey till he calls me home. And he preserves us. Amen. He preserves us in the way that we should go. He knows how to deliver the saints of God. He delivers us from Satan and his traps. The devil sets traps for us. You know that? He sets traps for you. You're going to wake up Monday morning. You think it's going to be such and such. And you didn't expect this. And there was a trap set for you. There's a trap set to get you to sin. It's a trap set to get your mind and your heart and your life and, and whatever it may be away from the Lord. It could be fear. It could be lust. It could be something. But there's a trap set for you. And Satan sets those traps and the Lord delivers us out of them. And we might not give it a whole lot of thought. But where would we be if He didn't deliver us out of them? He delivers us all the time. All the time. He's a deliverer and He does it for His great name's sake. Amen. Part of the Lord's Prayer. Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Who are we asking to do that? God. Lord. Deliver me from evil. What does it say in Jude? Now unto Him that is able to do... I'm sorry. Now unto him that is able to uh, keep you from falling and present you faultless before his throne of grace with exceeding joy. Unto him be glory and dominion and power and majesty both now and ever. Amen. The Lord's able to do it. We thank him for saving us, but we need to thank him for saving us today and all through this life and all he, he keeps us from and preserves us from. And I just want to say we need to look to him and be delivered. Look unto the Lord and be delivered. Praise God. He's able to deliver us from all unrighteousness. The Lord says, look unto me and be saved all the ends of the earth for I am God and there is none else. Now, I'm going to close with this. There, we're living in what the Word of God calls the last days. Does anybody disagree with that? Now, you can't really because technically any day since the resurrection of Christ till the return of the Lord, and we're definitely in that period, is the last days. I believe that we're living in what the Bible says, the end times, the last days, which would be, the, if you're looking at a timeline, here's the resurrection of Christ, here's the rapture and then the tribulation and so forth, the second coming. We're, we're right here close to this part. Am I telling you the rapture is going to happen today? No, but I'm telling you we need to look for it because I'm told to look for it, right? To be expecting His return, His appearance in the clouds. So we're living here. And if the whole period is the last days and the whole period is characterized by uh, deception and the love of many waxing cold and evil men and seducers waxing worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived and seducing spirits and doctrines of devils and men won't endure sound doctrine. But that's, that's this whole period, but it ramps up. It increases. It's like turning up a fire. It starts a little room temperature that gets a little warmer and warmer and warmer and warmer until the Lord comes back. Well, we're getting in time when it's hot. We're getting in a time where what's called the last days, and they're also called, these are the days that are immediately preceding the rapture, then the seven-year tribulation period on this earth, the second coming of Christ, the millennium, and so forth. And it's called, Paul says, but know this, then the last days, perilous times shall come. Perilous times shall come. Now, what does this have to do with the Sermon on Deliverance? It has a lot to do with it. Because Christ is going to come 
and he's going to rapture us out of here. That will be a mighty deliverance. Whatever plans the enemy has for your life and my life, if we're still alive on the earth when the rapture comes, even if we're not uh, praying at that exact moment or whatever we may be, the Lord knows them that are His, the Bible says. Let every man that names the name of Christ depart from uh, evil in iniquity. The Lord's going to rapture us and deliver us out of here. But also while we're here, while we're not raptured yet, or we ha- the Lord hasn't called us home, we see that we're living in perilous times. That means fierce. That means dangerous. And one of the most telling definitions of that word perilous times means reducing the strength. Now, when you think about it, for, I know I've shared that before, but the perilous times are not only fierce, and dangerous, which they are for the children of God, but also reducing the strength, the times, the news, the environment, the climate, the immorality, the the spirit of Antichrist on the rise. In every you pick it, education, media, sports, entertainment, the spirit of Antichrist and the power and the control and the one world without Christ kind of vision. It's not only a vision, they're implanting it. It's actually taking place. Um, It's working to reduce the strength of the believer. But what is our strength? The joy of the Lord is our strength. We're told the just shall live by faith. So our faith is strength. The Holy Ghost in us. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. The fierce times, the perilous times are working and would have this influence upon your life if we weren't careful it would reduce our strength. Well, the Bible says that they that know the Lord are going to you know, shine as, as bright as the stars and turn many to righteousness and so forth. So it's because the Lord is our deliverer and we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and, and we trust in Christ in this hour that nothing's going to separate us from the love of the Lord. What am I saying? That the, the perilous times are here, but it's a time for God's redeemed to be wise It's a time for God's redeemed to be strong and to be strong in the faith. It's a time for God's redeemed to be filled with the Spirit of Christ and walking in the Holy Ghost, always trusting in the Lord to deliver us. He hath delivered us from so great a death. He doth deliver, in whom we yet trust that He will deliver. He's wanting us to trust in Him, always trusting in the Lord to be our deliverer. Amen? And He is that. He is our deliverer. Then cometh the end, when He shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father, when He shall have put down all rule and all authority and all power. That day is coming. Talk about an ultimate deliverance. When God puts every single other rule and authority, name it. Name it. Spirit of Antichrist, communism, Islam, one, one world mentality. Every rule and authority. Then cometh the end when He shall have, shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father, when He shall have put down all rule and all authority and all power. And Christ, the Bible says, will be all in all. This is what we're delivered unto still in the future. So I want to close with just uh, two Scriptures. Read with me if you would in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians 5, 15 through 18. 
This is how and what we're to be in this hour, trusting in the Lord. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. The Lord delivers us. Amen. Those that trust Him. Those that walk in His ways. And, and the last scripture we'll read is from Psalm 118. You can come on. Let's read verses 6-9. through nine. Psalm 118, verses 6-9. through nine. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. We're just going to stop there for this morning. But y'all, I pray that God would reveal to us how great a deliverer we have and that we will trust the Lord to deliver us. We would thank Him for what He's delivered us out of and we wouldn't forget those things. We would trust Him daily. I don't, Like I said, I don't know that I do. I don't know that we see daily the way that the Lord keeps us and preserves us. How about our, our faith and our salvation? It keeps us from car wrecks and all that kind of stuff too. And we don't even realize it. We don't even realize it. Get out on I-10 and you'll, you'll know pretty quick in I-12. The Lord's keeping us all the time. But He's keeping us in our, our faith and preserving us from our foot would slip and fall, but He kept us. And then we can trust that He will. Because we start, we see this big storm cloud gathering on the horizon, don't we? In our day. We, didn't, we, don't, live, we don't live 100 years ago. You see what I'm saying? We're not living in 1921. We're living in 2021. And we see a storm cloud gathering that is much darker and thicker and closer than it was in 1921. It was gathering then. Okay? But we see it. We see it more clearly than they did in 1921. We see it and experiencing it. We're, we're tasting of it. We're, we're, we're being affected by Our lives are being affected by the evil in this world more, even more so in this great, I call it facetiously, great master plan of the enemy. But our God, He wants us to not only thank Him for delivering us, but to trust Him. Trust Him. What can man do unto me? He said. He wants us to trust Him to be our deliverer. Whatever may come, I just encourage you, and I say it all the time, press in close to the Lord. Press in really close to the Lord. Everything else that's influencing you or rendering uh, gender and fear in your life or whatever it may be, we need to set those things aside. Anything that's just distracting you in this day and age, put it aside. There's no place for it anymore. There's no time for it anymore. We're living in perilous times. And the times are working by the power of the Antichrist to reduce your strength and your faith in Almighty God. You don't have time for foolishness. And I don't either. I say we can't laugh and have fun and, and do I'm not saying that. Put put away things that distract 
Put away things that pull you away from the Lord. Put them away and let God strengthen our faith. Amen? And not, not let it be reduced. Trust in our Deliverer. Father, we thank You that You have delivered us from so great a death. The wages of sin is death and it's eternal. You delivered us from sin and its power and its consequences and its judgment and its wrath. We're delivered from that. We're not appointed to wrath, but to obtain mercy as the children of God. Who, who, he that the Son is set free is free indeed. And we are not slaves to sin any longer. We have been set free. And God, You do deliver us daily from temptations and snares. And we're trusting You for whatever may come. Greatest enemy or trial or circumstance or affliction we've ever faced. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. We trust you to be our deliverer at that time. Strengthen your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all, the altars are open. Dee's just going to play for a moment. Let's come up here and worship the Lord. Thank him for being such a deliverer. Thank him for delivering you from evil and temptations. Thank him for giving you the faith to trust Him. Tell Him, confess, Lord, I'm putting my trust in You for the days to come that You're going to always be my deliverer.